Welcome everyone. You're listening to Culture Can Live Without My Internet Radio. We are all students at the Vedic A, the art academy here in Rotterdam. We'll be talking about internet culture and how it affects different topics. Up next, stop listening. Hey guys, welcome. I'm Lisa. <laughs> I'm Davey. I'm Elvira. I'm Kinga. And Hannah. And we are going to talk about mental health and social media and about... Um, overstimulation and overconsuming of stimulation. Woo! Let's get started. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. No, wait. We have to say that we do two different segments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to divide this um, bit into two segments. Like, first, us, and then later on, the overstimulation consumption yeah. stuff. So, um, see ya, guys. Yeah. See, see ya. ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to start this podcast with the question what is her most liked picture on instagram and why do you think it's the most liked picture um so let me pull it up my most liked photo on instagram is actually one of me in my bikini um. and like i can show it i guess <laughs> um i think it's my most liked photo because It's probably like that show of skin, you know, people are like mm -hmm. interested in seeing um, a little bit more about us. Yeah. With, in a weird way, it's a right? private yeah. part of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what about you? Um, it's a picture of me and my boyfriend. And cute. Thanks. Um, no, it's a photo of us. I collaged it. I'm thinking maybe people are just happy for me. <laughs> I think I would so. like yeah, to say I think so. so. Just like to see that you're happy with someone. That's right. Like. Yeah. And your friends and like family maybe don't get to see you often. So then they're like, oh, she's living her life yeah, with her boyfriend. Exactly. Like, goodness <laughs> alert. Yeah. And maybe because I also did like collage. It's like, okay, she's being mm -hmm. creative or mm -hmm. whatever. What about you, David? Well, I deleted all my pictures, but I think it's probably a selfie. Ooh, selfie. I don't know why. But they're always liking, I don't know, they just only but are interested, interested in faces. And yeah, like fair enough. Yeah, I but think so. likes, like, they're so liked. But remember when we were young, people would be so obsessed with like. Yeah, it would Instagram. be the hashtag <laughs> like for like. Hashtag follow for follow. Uh, yeah. When I was younger, I had this app that's called like for like, where you had to like I had it random too. people Me? and then yeah. you get likes Right. Back. And it was so many. Like, you had to like all these photos uh -huh. over and over again. And then you get like one like if you were lucky. And then you'd have to do that. I used to do that all the fucking time. Right, I was right, so right, addicted right. in high yeah. school right. to Instagram. Yeah, well, me too. And like followers, like having so many uh, followers at school. Wasn't that like the thing? Mm -hmm. Especially you. I feel like, David, <laughs> you were like that follow queen. Yeah. Did you, try, but did you also do the hashtag follow for no, follow? No, I didn't do the hashtags. Just... I was just... I was just following a lot of people and then I'm following them back. Oh and I did that all the time, full time after school because that was just like the only thing I had to do when I was in high school. And it worked. So really? I had like, But did you feel better about yourself? Um, I don't know. I was just fucking addicted that I really liked to do it. So But like, kinda. do you think that if you walked at school and people knew you had all these followers, did you feel like Different? I'm yeah. the shit and like people yes. respect me? For some I reason, I... I did for some reason. I get that. Yeah. But right now, I understand. It's just, I don't know. It's changed so much, right? Yeah. Now. Instagram, for sure. how it's changed, like yeah, the exactly. layout. Jesus like, Christ. Like the, the business. business didn't, yeah. The business account didn't exist. 
Like you and guys have business accounts, like yeah. yes, but just for fun because I want yeah, to see them in my like, pictures. Yeah, exactly. And it's just interesting to see what like. Yeah. I mean, we we are aware that all these things happen. Mm-hmm. This is actually just shows that it's just a stick statistics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get that. And what do you guys think of like the whole business account, but then for children, like how these parents are influencing their children and stuff, like. Um, to get on Instagram and to get these business accounts and make money off the children. Isn't mm-hmm. that fucked That's up? So crazy. But I feel like maybe they... Do they always put business accounts? Well, probably because know. they want to follow the the likes and the follows and how many people are looking and the demographic. Like you guys showed me your business accounts and it says like the demographics, the ages and stuff like of what? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that is actually so insane to think about what like yeah. ages you can see are watching your children's profile and then you still go along uh-huh. with it. Right. There are also just people that post pictures of their kids, like babies, to get money out of it. Uh, You have these baby accounts with a lot of followers. Oh my god, yeah, we were talking about that. Like how crazy it is that they dress up their baby, they go to like... Yeah, but it's their job. job. Yeah, but also just like kids. I think I've seen this like Mm five-year-old who's like dressing in these crazy outfits. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm pretty sure like... I'm, I can't even decide if I think that she's doing it like she wants to do it mm-hmm. and she just dresses this way or if her parents are like, oh, this is a good thing. We can get yeah, this but going. Whose mm-hmm. parents would be like, wear a tight bra, um, <laughs> a short skirt and like a crop top and post that picture on Instagram, baby. Like, I don't yeah. think, well, I hope not. But in America, we we're talking about know. this, how America is such a different place. Like people's parents are crazy. Yeah, that's true. Crazy. But they support it because they get money out of it. It's just all because of the money. Mm-hmm. So that's why they do it. Yeah, they're driven by the money. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, because that's also things has changed with Instagram. Because yeah. no one, that's why influencers have become such a big thing like now. Because quite recently, mm-hmm. Instagram started with like, you know, like giving out money, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just like YouTube is doing with subscribers or yeah. whatsoever. And I also feel like that younger kids also want to look older for some reason on Instagram. Yeah, yeah such a good point. Like Danielle Con. Let yes. me get her profile up real quick. If I can show you guys what Do you want to say like. something about this person for people who don't know who she is? Yeah. Danielle Con is like, who knows? She's we either 13 or 15. Like, okay. honestly, who knows at I this point? I think she's not even 15. But I her boobs, like, so like I, I don't know if this camera works, but... <laughs> 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 like, for her parents to allow a either 13 or 15 year old to post this stuff it's mm-hmm. insane she has a tattoo she has she had multiple boyfriends and she loves posting pictures with them yes. and her parents just let her live her life but i mean because like yes nice parenting in a way but maybe not so like so like I, mm, it's like mm. <laughs> i mean she should be able to be on instagram and etc and etc but I think maybe they should try to like maybe tell her about the consequences right. mm-hmm. of Your it. Your parents are supposed to influence you, not the internet. Like we all agree that the internet influences us in so many different ways and how the Kardashians are like a huge influence yes. to these yes. kids. Yes. And how she just wants to be Kylie Jenner. Yeah, like she sure. has black hair. She tries to like pucker her lips, you know? She like kind of look like Kylie Jenner or something. Well, like a poses, like a gross clothes. Yeah. Well, I'm not hating against little kids but I'm just saying that <laughs> when I was 15 I didn't even know what crop tops were. I didn't even have boobs when I was 15 <laughs> and like <laughs> this girl is like showing off her booty and I'm like yeah. she probably works out like her parents probably make her go work out so she can have a big bum 
so she can make money off it on Instagram, just like Kylie Jenner and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But about that, I feel like also this influence, like we've talked about like influences and stuff and eating disorders and how yeah, like, we have. Mm-hmm. And how, um, for example, Alexis Ren, yes. we were kind of researching that a little bit and how she's actually taken her influence but in a good way. Like she's shared her eating disorder and maybe it, it helps kids understand that these photos online are not perfect. Like yeah. as in, it yeah, seems sure, so perfect, sure. but mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, but I think people for, tend to forget. I tend to forget, you know, when I scroll oh, through the phone I, and I see oh, all these forget. perfect faces, perfect skin, mm-hmm. perfect this, perfect that. Or mm-hmm. like in my opinion, what I see is perfect or whatever yeah, I yeah, wish yeah, for. Yeah, standards and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think you just get a bit lost sometimes and then you have to sort of like reassure yourself that like honestly, like this can be made with Facetune, there's Photoshop nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's like all sorts of things. And sometimes I've had friends show me two photos, the real one and a Photoshop, and I would not be able to tell the difference yeah. from I mean the Photoshop one if I was mm-hmm. yeah because people but people are getting so good at Photoshop and that pho- it's and um, face tune. Yeah it's yeah. impossible to know what the reality is anymore. And I feel like that's such a bad thing for young girls and boys who look at these people and they're like, this is perfect and I need this. Yeah. But how the hell do I achieve it? Do I have to go to the gym every day? Do I have to starve myself? Yeah. Do I have to buy these specific clothes and wear yeah. these specific things and makeup and, and blah, blah, see blah. what's trending and everything. Right. Exactly. Like it's such a vicious cycle that you just become so caught up in it. And but it's also feel shame. like that's part with like TikTok, for example. <laughs> I love TikTok. <laughs> Never like TikTok. watch it. Um, <laughs> Uh, what I wanted to say was you that I feel like, sorry, you have to watch TikTok. Yeah, you have to get TikTok. After this, no, I'm taking no. you on a TikTok <laughs> I'm journey. I'm not getting and- TikTok. No, it's not happening. <laughs> what I just mean to say that maybe there's a lot of people who see like you know these big TikTokers mm-hmm. or whatever, and then they feel like they have to do it too. Yeah. And then since they maybe don't know how to do it, they do these, mm-hmm. you know, those dances that they oh do. Oh my god! I mean, I can show you some moves like, <laughs> like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. I feel like maybe that's also sort of like… Yeah, the dancing is like a big part of it. And then TikToks do get posted on Instagram. So you are part of the yeah, whole Yeah, hype. for, for sure. You see these like 13-year-old girls, like honestly big ass cleavage. Yes. And they're like dancing on TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, like I can't even move like that. How do you learn how to move like that at yeah. 13, 15? Like, whoa, teach me. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to move on from that, I think. And um, go to the more about the FOMO thing. Yeah, I, like I think we should talk love. about that for yes. sure. Yeah, with stories, especially stories. when stories came. Because that is also quite recent. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. It started, didn't yeah. it start on Facebook know. or did it start on Instagram? It started on Instagram, I feel like 2016. Yeah, no, 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 no. Stories were like yeah, 2017. Stories. Oh, well, yeah, it was really, really recent. Yeah. And well, I remember like no one wanted to post no, their Facebook I stories. In, I found it <laughs> yeah. embarrassing to post Instagram stories. I was like, what is this? They're trying to be Snapchat. Oh, yeah. I can remember that like everyone was mad about it. Yeah, yeah like, I heard about girl, the Snapchat girl, thing too. Snapchat. Yeah, they were going Snapchat. Yeah, but they and were. Now, like, everyone was using it. But now Instagram stories. pictures of their friends that are eating out. I and- use them mostly because I do like that they disappear within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to... It's like sharing a bit of the inside of your life. But the thing I find funny is that my mom, shout out to you, mom, <laughs> if you're listening, that my mom doesn't understand the concept of stories. Like she puts up a story 
Or if I tell her that I saw this yeah. one thing, she's, I said, I saw this on someone's story and she says, show me. And I'm like, it's gone already. And she's like, huh? It's, it's gone already. Where did it go? Like in the air, like it's just gone. Stories and my mom gone. also wanted to make like an album on, <laughs> on Instagram. It was so cute. And I was like, no, no, no. Like you can make stories like, and then you can save them oh, on your highlights, profile. Yeah. Highlights, exactly. That's also a new feature. Yeah, it's highlights. a very new as well. And I was like, you can do that. And then you sort of like, they don't stay there in a way. Like they'll disappear or you have to like, you know, there's a lot of technicality yeah. to explain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, the whole FOMO thing, like, mm -hmm. I feel like we all relate. We all just feel the pressure to post stuff in our stories. And for some like reason... Like right now, I'm like, everyone needs to know that I'm on the yeah. radio. Well, nobody <laughs> needs to know that I am on the radio, <laughs> to be honest. But I always do feel pressure when I'm, when I'm around friends that I have to post something in my story. And mm -hmm. I don't even know why, because just... To let other people know that I'm also having fun or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's also them. just like, a, in a way, like for me, I think I, I wanted to believe, or maybe I still want to believe, that mm -hmm. I use Instagram to be able to have contact with mm -hmm. my friends from, yeah. I used to live in Luxembourg and mm -hmm. in Brussels. And some of them I don't get to see that often. And then I have noticed that I, when, when I do see them after like maybe a year, six months, mm -hmm. three months, they, like I'll bring something up and they will sort of have heard about it mm -hmm. or what's so. And yeah. it makes it so much easier in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, did you see that thing I posted? Yeah, because nowadays, don't we bring up our phones all the time as well yeah, to like, just show yeah. pictures hey, of yeah, everything like me, I'm like when we're talking? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so true. But I agree about the whole thing about if you're out and you're not having a good time, like me and Davey really, like we hate going out. Well, I think. Yes. Well, not hate, well, but like don't we don't enjoy it that much. I, I tend like to I just cancel. To because... Right, because you just don't feel like putting an outfit on and putting your makeup on and then going and then blah, blah, blah. And it's boring as hell and you don't like the people. And then you're like, but let's post a story because what the hell else am I going to do? Yeah. On like, a Friday night. Mm -hmm. Like it's the, it's <sighs> like crazy. showing that you're like. But that is also I feel like with our generation because we mm -hmm. took that we talked about that in the very beginning of our elective mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and how um, when you like for our sense we always feel like we have to do something right yes. and I think that kind of goes hand in hand that's like the next topic like Instagram I think they're like gonna talk about how we always need to post and that's yeah. exactly this whole story thing like like, but why please, do we need to post Please tell your story. Oh my God, Davey has yes. the most funny Yes, story. yes, please. <laughs> I, oh my, what, my story? Yeah, yes, story the story about the going shopping. Let's go. This okay, is the best so, story on, on earth. A story when I was younger. I always used to go to Amsterdam. Oh, well, when I was younger, I always used to go to Amsterdam shopping with my friends. And I also wanted to... I was like 15 or something and I always wanted to be an adult at the time. So after shopping, we went to these places where like 20 year old people are going to have a beer. Like the cool places, yeah, right? Yeah, well, the cool places, yes. And I used to go to with my friends at the age of 15 and I got in and I was just pretending like I was 20. Like, hi, can I get a Coke, please? <laughs> <laughs> and then we were just drinking And they're cola. all drinking beers. And, and everyone was looking at us like, where are their parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what we think now. I was just looking at that, but 
bitch, I'm also almost 20. <laughs> In five I belong years, I'll be two. I really want to be 20. And, and now is... I'm 20 and I'm just like, oh, I wish I was 13. <laughs> because I have so many responsibilities. But not this 13. No, I like, want to be no. 13 when I... Was like back thir- in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, to, like, I would yeah. hate to be 13 in 2020. Well, because I'd true. also feel pressured, right? Uh-huh, to course. be like a little... Yeah. Like, mm, you know? But I... But I used to post. <laughs> that was a bit loud. Every day I used to post stuff in my story, but I just don't know why I should, why I have to do that for some reason. Well, we but talked like, about I'm posting crushes, right? Like, if you have a crush and they newly followed you on Instagram, mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. prove to them that you're cool. Yeah. So you're like posting all this music. Well, that's like, true, to be this is what I listen to. Um, this is. The I mean, art. I don't think we do if it I for do our have a crush like, on friends. friends. Do you know I don't do it for myself. Well, that sounds horrible, but I don't, I don't really post stories for myself. I mean, uh, I don't know, <laughs> but crushes. Well, you don't but when I do have a crush on Instagram, for some reason, I'm more addicted to Instagram because I want to show them how good I look. Right. <laughs> because like I'm, I I don't really like to take selfies or something. But for some reason, when I do have crushes on Instagram, I feel like I have yeah, to you post want selfies. To, because if you get a like from them, mm-hmm. then yes. it sort of like feels like it's like validation. You're like, yeah. I did it. I made it. Like they like my yes. photo. Finally, they think I'm maybe all right. But the thing is, maybe it's just a passing. Like that's what I, I used to think. Like, what if my crush is like um, just scrolling through his page and he sees my photo and he's like, yeah, she looks all right. <laughs> Double tap. And it's like, yeah. to you, okay. it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And you yes. send it to all your friends, like a screenshot, like, oh my God, he just liked my photo. But yeah. actually, <laughs> it's not even that important. No. <laughs> like it's crazy. But yeah. For sure. It's really crazy that we're just living our lives through Instagram. Yeah. And that I feel like that can be really depressing because you're like Mm -hmm. in this cycle of wanting to prove that you're cool and blah, blah, blah. And maybe you see on people's stories that they're doing stuff without you or like… Yeah, for sure. But I think that kind of goes in hand. I think I would like to bring up bullying. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, I have been bullied. In mm-hmm. my life. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into specifics. But Shout out to you bullies. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it comes with like sort of like the small bullying. Like you know not including. And this kind of goes in hand with FOMO. Mm-hmm. And with these stories. And that everyone constantly needs to share how good of a time they have. Because no one wants to see oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. just so depressed. Like you know. no, It's like not attractive. Mm-hmm. You know. So then like you see, okay, like maybe you ask someone to hang out and they're like, no, sorry. And then later you see it on the story. They're having tons of friends with all of these people and you're not included. And I think a lot of people can relate to this Mm -hmm. more or less. That they want to be included in everything or Mm -hmm. that they think that they should be. That's what I felt when I first moved here. I was like, I know no one at this school. And then like I would see on like people in my class's story that they were having such a good time. And I was like, oh my God. Why am I not there? Yeah. You know, like I would yeah. feel so jealous, but I'm like, jealous of what? Like they're also having a good time and I'm happy. Yeah, but them. also like, you don't even really know them, did you? Right. Right. So you want to be. So with you all want to yeah. get to know each other so fast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's exactly. like to just yeah. get exactly. the fun going in yeah. a way, like to just get mm-hmm. friends. But can we just quickly, like, big in parentheses or however you say it, about um, feeds and how like that defines you as a person. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. Because it's um, horrible to say, but you can so tell who someone is by me. their feed. Like, for example, I can tell. I'm looking at Kinga right now. Her feed is like super party central. Like she's yeah. always having a good time. She's always like <laughs> posting these Polaroid <laughs> photos of her, like with all her friends. I'm like, 
I want that live, you know? Yeah. Is she like, listening right now? No, no, no. She's listening to her music. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's true. And like you guys, like Davey's super aesthetic. Like Emma yeah, is super sure. like... Um, but you're also really aesthetic. Yeah, you are. I don't really know how I am aesthetic with... Because they always clash. But yeah, I, I, I get it. It's yeah. kind of what I'm after. And so. I made that little confession uh, yesterday. That, and you um, are really sarcastic. Yeah, yeah that like... I yeah. I really define people by their feet and before coming into this elective, um, oh. I I stalked everyone on Instagram beforehand because I was like, who am I gonna be in a class with? Like, yeah. am I gonna be like <laughs> night? Like, are we gonna get along? And I just looked at all these feeds and I was like, these people look cool, but like some of them, you know, you judge people. You're like, oh, maybe she posted a picture with her dog. Lame, you know. I mean, I love yeah. dogs, but you know what I mean. Like, you just assume things about people. Yeah, that sure. Before you them. haven't met, haven't yeah. even met them, and I was like mm-hmm. stalking them. Like, how lame is that? But I think it's like, in a way, it's like a first impression that yeah. maybe you yeah, don't yeah. get from them, like mm-hmm. after you've met them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um but yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the next thing we wanted to talk about, like a little bit, I mean, we've touched a little bit on it, but it's cyberbullying yeah. because it's yeah. like a, a big thing and not cyberbullying necessarily with us, but also with celebrities and stuff. Like influencers are put into such a like spotlight all the time on Instagram and sure. whatever they post, I mean, there's going to be one comment that's going to be like, you're the ugliest bitch I've or ever like, seen. You're yeah. an attention seeker. Yeah, or yeah. Else. Or like, look how You're short just doing your skirt it for... is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's blah, blah, horrible. Blah. I mean, or like boys are like, oh, this and that. Like, you're a man whore if he posts like pictures with his friends. Like, you know, there's yeah. always like one person that loves to stir mm-hmm. the pot. Shit up. Yeah. yeah, right. And then everyone else starts commenting because you see one negative comment and everyone yeah, thinks but also, it's okay. You think mm-hmm. I'm never going to meet this person. I can say whatever I want without really getting yeah. any consequences. You That's can't really true. do to that. Like... No one really has the courage to just walk up to someone and be like, yeah, really I would never like be like, I look. hate your skirt yeah, you and also- your nose is big. Like, yeah. I would never do that. But online, it's so easy. And that's it's so easy to do. You can also just make a fake account and post True. Stuff you could literally pictures. like be, I could be Elvira tomorrow, take all her photos, become this account and then text her boyfriend and uh, be like, uh, well, I hate you. To me as well. Someone <laughs> made, like took my photo and put it on like a <laughs> Tinder kind of thing. <laughs> And oh, I yeah. had to like email them, ask them to take it oh down, God, which they what? did, thankfully. That's yeah, so it was horrible. really, really weird. But that that can to, for sure happen. Your photos are Todd, being used, like for sure. that. Um, that fifteen-year-old girl from America. I find that like the most heartbreaking story. That she somehow these pictures of her were leaked, like these topless photos. Yeah, she was fifteen. It happens a lot, mm-hmm. and um. They were leaked on the internet and all over YouTube and Facebook and people were just strangers and people from school at her school. and Yeah, we're wishing for her like, to... You should commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. But how can you even say that to someone over the internet if you don't know them? I find that so, like, horrible. And it reminds me of... I don't know if you guys watched Don't Fuck With Cats, that documentary on Netflix. Yes, I did. And that guy in South Africa, they thought that he was... Oh, yeah. And then the they one. were sending all these hate comments to him and he actually ended up taking yeah. his own life. Yeah, he did. Which... Because they were, they, like, they were accusing, accusing him, him of, of horrible mur- of, like, things. murder mm-hmm. and, sh- and shit like that. And if everyone thinks that you're a bad person and you're evil, you're maybe going to start, be- you're going to start believing it. Yeah. So, like, that's why these kids, they're so Or you don't, you know? like, or if you don't believe it, but you feel like you can't get out of it. Right. You can't, yeah. you feel like you have no... 
because okay. when she moved initially, mm-hmm. right, yeah. after Around a while, it still kept on following yeah, her. Followed and her. they made sure that the people that she would meet, again, the new ones, mm-hmm. they would know about these mm-hmm. pictures. But that's why you should never post anything like crazy on the internet because you never yeah. know where it follows you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Imagine you come to like a job interview here and you're like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm Lisa. And then they you're whip like, out this thing I made What's in like, 2010. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, Cool. Bye. <laughs> like they like yeah. that's also judging people mm-hmm. on like their past on the internet. But yeah, I don't know. I find that a bit spreading scary. negativity. Yeah. But the last thing we should talk about is, is also um, the positive, the positive, positive aspects of Instagram. of Instagram because it's actually such a fun thing. platform. I mean, can you not just mention one thing that you felt like has really like brightened up the internet for you? Like, wait, personally, like, yeah. Um, like since I made my art account. Yeah. I've like been posting a lot of things like how I feel, how um like my art, anything, like literally whatever I feel like posting, I post it. Yeah. And since then people have messaged me a lot being like, Thank you for sharing this or mm. thank you for saying that or great art, you know? And yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's so nice that people care about my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not asking anyone to care, but people go No, out but there, also the things way. that you make. Right. But they yes. matter to them. Right. And yeah. I wrote about my elective every day and people came up to me like, oh, I read I read your paragraphs and they're like, fat paragraphs. Really? And I was like, mm-hmm. you read that? Even I didn't reread that through, but <laughs> thank so you so cute. much. So yeah, yes. that's for me, that's like a positive thing. I don't know what mm-hmm. about you guys. Well, you can also just follow people that you're interested in and like inspire you like artists or something to yeah. get inspiration, mm-hmm. but also connections with other people Yeah, that mm-hmm. are that don't live close to you. No, I would have to say the fact that I th- I'm pretty sure I've made like internet friends, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to shout out to Medina here. Ooh, <laughs> um, she, she, I think she approached me and she's so much younger than me. Um, but she was just like, keep saying all these positive things. She was like, oh, like cool feed, love this. Mm-hmm. We like just like she's from Norway, I'm from Sweden, mm-hmm. and we've never met. We like, and she's Aww, starting to follow like all my friends. It's super cute. Yeah. And she's just like keeping the positivity mm-hmm. going. She's like commenting on my photos. I really appreciate it. I know a little bit about her life. She knows a bit about mine. Mm-hmm. Well, we found like a common interest of like buildings. Like whenever I post a building, I'll like Aww, tag her, you know? I so think nice. that's super nice that you can find people like that. So it does have good aspects. Yeah, for and sure. We were talking about like also the whole body positivity influences and like Alexis mm-hmm. friend, like she um, like shared her story and then people share their story and then you're yeah, like, exactly. I relate it's... to this. Like I'm not the only one who goes through this shit. And mm-hmm. thanks to the internet, you realize that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think there is, I don't know if I can say it's like 50-50, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, it sort of goes, depend on your own experience with the internet, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. I feel like some kids will have had such bad experiences that they probably have deleted all their social media. Yeah. And then that's sad. Like that's horrible. But that's why I feel like if we keep going in this route of trying to make these accounts that actually inspire people instead of like being like um, like influences and being like so fake. But if we all like start making these accounts that are like actually good influences on people, Mm -hmm. maybe we can change Instagram. Like, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, but also they may be coming up with that to take away the like button. How would you feel about that? Um, I I don't know. I think it's good, but like how… You don't have to double click anymore. Thank God. (laughs) I just (laughs) scroll in thumb. I didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah, how would you feel? Because I didn't really care about likes. Well, 
No, me too. I don't really care about it. It depends. Like when we were young. I think it's fun just to see like who it is. Mm -hmm. But I don't care about the amount. Mm -hmm. Because that way like you know who has actually seen it. Because usually when I talk about something, I'll be like, Oh, did you see my post yesterday? And then be like, But they can still like it, right? But you just can't see the light. Oh, I don't really know know. what it's going to do. Neither. I don't know, but… But Doesn't that mean for when is this a thing? No, I mean, it's gonna know. be a thing. I think it's oh. gonna happen in the yeah. in the future. But okay, so so should we? Um, yeah, we're gonna yeah. wind this up. Say well, okay, thank you bye. so much for listening. Thank you so much Shout for listening to my friends um. for listening. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for. Okay, well, thanks. Thanks, Davy <laughs> and Elvira. Yeah. Wacht, nee, hij kan niet in het midden. Hi everyone, good morning. You're still listening to Stop Listening. This segment of Stop Listening is about us as people constantly looking for distractions in the form of media and social context. In a time where there is so much information offered to us, knowledge, laughter, entertainment, and beauty are just within reach, just through clicks and screens. We are constantly looking for this stimulation that leads to quick and easy satisfaction to fill up an empty feeling we acquire when not using these stimuli. Most of us sense that this is not beneficial for our own well-being. But is this actually the case? And if so, why? My name is Hannah and I'm here with Kinga. And we will spend the next half hour talking about overstimulation and overconsumption. Yeah, so how we actually... Sorry, this is very loud. How I actually got to this subject is um, is an anecdote about this empty feeling, which I had on the second day of Christmas. And I remember it really well because it was kind of like a turning point for me where I recognized this feeling. And I was like, wait, this is not, this is not healthy. This is not how you're supposed to feel. So I woke up and I didn't have any plans. I didn't have anything I had to do. And I just felt empty. And I was like, wait, this is not healthy. To, after two minutes of not having anything to do to feel empty. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to grab my computer and like go like, watch something. 
But I was like, no, wait, actually, I kind of want to know what this empty feeling is and where it comes from and how I can help it. So I started doing some research online. Um, and what I found is that emptiness is like, it's a feeling that's like, it's, a, it's an emotion and you can actually physically feel it. Like you actually, people who feel empty actually feel hollow. An actual emotion. An actual emotion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least that's what they say. I mean, I didn't make it up. Um, and um, so I found a list of reasons why you might feel empty. And the ones that I found relatable were alcohol and drug addiction, which I'm not addicted to alcohol or drugs, but I do like consume it a lot. So I was like, maybe that's the reason. And then also I found too much media and too much social media as reasons. Um, uh, so I was like, okay, that's interesting. I can relate to this. This might be why I feel empty. So I decided not to grab my computer and uh, watch something and do some more research. Um, so, uh, so I read that it's important to try and find out why you feel empty. So I did that and I realized it was because I didn't have anything I needed to do and I didn't have any social things planned. And, uh, I know that also, so media consumption leaves an empty feeling. So I decided not to, uh, not to consume any media. And also I realized it was because of social. So I decided not to hang out with anyone because I was like, then I'm just like filling this emptiness with the reasons why I feel empty. Mm -hmm. So um, I read that the ways you can fix it is, um, wait, let me look this up. So ways you can fix this is uh, setting life goals and engaging in activities you used to enjoy. And also like acknowledging the emptiness, thinking about it, realizing why you feel empty. And to spend time with yourself every day. And I was like, that's interesting because I actually do not spend time with myself every day. I'm always like either looking at media or hanging out with people or working on something. So I decided to take some time uh, for myself. And I had this camera that I hadn't fixed up. for. I've had it for half a year and I didn't do anything with it. So I got some film. I got batteries. I did research on how it works. And now, uh, you know, I had this camera that I now use every day. So... I fixed this empty feeling by doing something with myself for myself where I use my brain. I didn't look for any distractions and that helped. So wow, there you go. Wonderful. I saw the pictures. They're yeah. cool. Thanks. Very cool. Um, so you stressed that you found yourself using media excessively. Now, why do we become so addicted to it? Because in this world where we're constantly being stimulated, really is very easy to get lost in this and to just want more and more. Uh, some examples you all might recognize, you recognize or um, wanting to listen to music during another activity, during walking, during cycling, cooking dinner, um, putting on Netflix or another show. As soon as you get home as, as well. As soon as you get home. We all know the YouTube spiral. Um, and it seems like we can't do just one activity at once. It's ridiculous. Um, so this is actually the case because we as people are programmed as uh, sort of very watchful because this gives us more time to uh, flee or to um, fight. fight, get food. Um, and this is obviously not in function anymore, but we still do uh, work like this because in our brain, there's a thing that's called a reward system. 
which is responsible for certain activities in your brain. And any stimulus, object, event, activity, or situation that has the potential to make us approach and consume is by definition a reward. So it gives, it releases a sort of uh, substantia in your brain that makes you feel sort of good in a superficial way. I mean, yeah. we all. Yeah, because with that, you know, like, um, I feel like with that, there's deep rewards and there's like uh, superficial rewards. So like if you do easy, quick stimulation, it leaves an easy, quick reward that's not very rewarding. No. So only slightly rewarding. So you look more and more for rewards. Not at all. Which is how you, you know, how you keep using more, how you keep looking for more and more like empty stimulus to keep, you know, kind of rewarding yourself because the reward goes away so quickly. Um, it actually also turns out that the this system in the brain of younger people like adolescents is um, much more uh, sensitive yeah. than it is for adults. Yeah. Um, so there is this uh, researcher called Newport who has this uh, theory that's called digital minimalism, um, which is really about, which is sorry, which is really about, um, which is about using this time that you spend online as uh, as like practical practical as possible. So I'm going to read this because so digital minimalism is a philosophy of technology use that implies that you use the time you spend online to fulfill a few carefully chosen and optimized activities that are useful for the things you find important and everything else must be ignored. Now, I find this theory very good because um, it doesn't suggest that you quit social media and you quit like media entirely. It just suggests that you choose the things that you do on there very well. Um, because like I feel for a lot of us, it's almost impossible to quit like this media consumption entirely. Because like me personally, I use me, you know, social media for example to promote like events. Yeah. So I can't quit it because you know it's for my work. Were there things that you did quit after your second Christmas Day um, turning point? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe for a bit. Like, you know, you have WhatsApp on your computer and you yeah. delete it because it distracts you. And then you, I mean, I always download it again because it's like I have to also, you know, type long messages to people yeah. also for like work. So I downloaded it again. Well, um, at least it's something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I try. But so uh, Newport suggests that people use social media for contact or entertainment but that there are much better and more fulfilling ways to, you know, find contact and entertainment. You know, like, for example, it's obvious that when you um, that when you communicate with someone in real life, it's much more rewarding than when you communicate with them through a computer. But also, for example, going to the cinema is much more rewarding than like watching a film on Netflix and uh, and like looking up a news article that you actually want to read is much more rewarding than scrolling through Facebook and just like consuming random news. And uh, a lot of this has to do with intent. Like if you choose what you want to consume, this it just makes it more rewarding than if you consume random stuff. But yeah, a lot of people don't choose what they consume. They just consume what's like handed to them, basically. Um, and so Newport actually has a method on how to do digital minimalism, really? which I would like to share because... Yeah, so step number one is stop using as much technology as you can for 30 days 
And, you know, if you use social media for things like work, then obviously don't stop doing that. But if you don't, stop using media for 30 days and use this period to find out what you actually like. Like, you know, like think about what am I missing when I'm not using media? You know, what are the things that I find important? Like do new things and find out what you find it fun and what you find important. And then after 30 days, start using technology again, but limit this usage to the forms of technology that truly add to the things that you find important. So for example, you found out that you really, really miss like talking to people on Facebook. Then start doing that again, but stop like scrolling through Facebook, which obviously is difficult to do because like you see the stuff and you want to keep scrolling and you want to keep like consuming it. But that's the theory. And I think it's a good one. Oh, definitely a good one. I um I myself also deleted a lot of social media apps on my phone because I was just using it way too much. I ended up spending hours watching videos about Jake Whitehall and his dad doing weird stuff. Um which was then for me a turning point. My phone is also on grayscales, which makes it a lot less attractive apparently i didn't expect it to work but it actually does work okay i should <laughs> do that as well no you should for sure try i i see around me that a lot of people like us mm-hmm. do sort of want to get rid of this excessive huge yeah yeah but it's interesting because it's like if you think about it yourself as well if you think about when you go to the cinema even if you go to the cinema by yourself you know so there's not really the social aspect it feels so much better than when you watch Netflix because sure. yeah and or when you watch YouTube it's even worse because you're literally just clicking and then you see the next one you click and then it's all 10 minute videos that don't like mean anything I personally never when I watch YouTube I never actually remember what I've actually watched no well when you it's go ridiculous. to the cinema you know when there's intent in what you do you do remember what you've done so in- intent is very important in that I guess yeah no I agree yeah so then consciously make decisions yeah but then also like um so you use your phone to go on media obviously but there's also another way a form of simulation that you use your phone for uh and that's i read this in a book once i don't remember the name of the book but it's uh the writer said that when you're outside and you're on your phone you know you're not really at you know the place you're physically at anymore because your mind is somewhere else but you're also not really um at the place where your mind is so so you're you're really nowhere at all you're just no you're not really you're not really anywhere and it's like obvious this is quite obvious but still i feel like realizing that is important just realizing like oh this is so like i'm not here and i'm not there i'm nowhere really yeah for sure not even just this writer there's actually a term for this which is called lazarus machine um, Mark Perry has this uh, theory he named our mobile phones the Lazarus machine and Lazarus is a person a biblical figure who was raised from the death by Jesus four days after being death um, and this name is used a lot in media culture as a symbol for this resurrection because he brought this man to life but then are you really alive? It's sort of this, yeah. what you're talking about, like nowhere, this half, yeah, half it's, time. It's like what you see in, in a lot of films as well, like resurrection never really works. Like zombies, for example, like they're back from the dead, but they're not alive. And I think this is what yeah. he means with the Lazarus machine is that um, 
because with this phone you're trying to fill up time that's in a way dead you know like for example if you're waiting that's that time and with the phone you try to fill it up but it's only half works you're only you know you're not really there yeah. so the time is only half halfway resurrected yeah it's, it's like literally the expression killing time um so there's this what i'm sorry okay thank you um <laughs> this uh means this killing time uh causes like actual sort of missing out of the actual surroundings that you have which i believe and a lot of people believe are uh, very much more valuable than filling up but just scrolling through you know you could be missing out on beautiful things or ugly things around you people that you've never met before that could have be a wonderful interaction yeah and there's a lot of i feel like there's a lot of cheesy videos on like online about this particular thing that yeah. like you're on your phone you're not meeting the love of your life but it is actually true yeah. and it's also but it's not only like missing out on stuff it's also missing out on like learning opportunities for example i feel that a lot of people um when they're in an uncomfortable situation they grab their phone to like avoid contact with the situation well actually if you put your phone away and actually like engage in this uncomfortableness you actually learn how to deal with it you know like people like go on their phone and like talk to the people they already know or like they even just go on their phone and just look at it and like not talk to anyone just to avoid like their surroundings and avoid like the discomfort that might come with these surroundings you know avoid the people that bring this discomfort like if someone's at a train station and there's a group of people that makes them feel uncomfortable they go on their phone instead of just maybe just like accepting that it's making them feel uncomfortable and like learning from it or something yeah it might even make you uh more uncomfortable when you're on your phone yeah okay. you then then you're not learning from this experience so you yeah, exactly. even like faster and faster and faster yeah yeah, yeah pick yeah. up your phone yeah in the exactly future. yeah it makes you like miss out on like just literally just basic social skills yeah um and also like we wanted to talk about how it's easier to make friends if you're not on your phone all the time for example i have a friend who well who is never on her phone or when she's outside and she never wears headphones and i don't know how she does it but she never she just doesn't do it and um it's also because she has an open face and like an open posture but people always approach her on the street and she has so many great anecdotes about people just randomly approaching her like someone giving her a tour of paris someone teaching her how to like diy a cigarette package like all these just like weird things that she's experienced because she's not on her phone and because she's not listening to music which are i think a lot more valuable and a lot more memorable and a lot more fulfilling than um listening to music and being on your phone yeah, i totally agree i have a friend like that as well I wish I was that person. <laughs> yeah, literally like you wish that you hear these things and you wish you were that person. It's like why not be that person and why not stop being on your phone? But it's hard. It's really hard. Um and wasn't there this person called Manon van Hoekel as well? Yeah, um she is a an artist and she calls herself a social designer and uh, she does project on the topic 
of uh, disappearing this conversation that your friend Maria has sometimes in public space, which is also due to our excessive usage of media. Um, and she did one project also in uh, in Rotterdam for Boymans van Beuningen, mm-hmm. in which she made a sort of laundry salon in the actual exhibition uh-huh. to give people a sort of starting point to potentially have a conversation with someone yeah. you've never met before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's actually, it's actually, well, this is kind of off love. It's interesting because I saw this thing in, I think it was in Kunsthal, um, where it was like also an art piece that was made for interaction. And it was weird because like everyone was standing around it and no one was using it. And that's like, people are like scared to, to, to do that, to go. It was like a, what was it? A, a, like a set of chairs that you could spin around, but in order to spin it around, you know, you had to do it with multiple people. So it was a way of like people interacting with each other and no one did it, which was kind of funny, I thought. Oh. Um, ridiculous. But then besides though, this media stimuli, there's also an other less fulfilling stimuli, stimuli which is social uh, interaction in a way. Because... I think you have a great anecdote about this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, sometimes you find yourself really, really wanting to do something in the evening, uh, which sometimes is last minute, you, you know, you don't have plans. Then I would uh, text or call my friends and it happens that they, neither of them have time, which leaves me sad and very unsatisfied and results to being back on my couch yeah watching movies yeah and it's like it's like an incapability to 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 do again an incapability to do to spend time with yourself you know which again what like leads back to the empty feeling when uh when no one wants to hang out with you she's like so you start feeling bad for yourself which is ridiculous because it's like why can you not do something by yourself um and so you immediately go back to the opening of your computer and watching something shitty instead of being like because a friend of mine told me the story where he had the same thing where he was alone one night and nobody to hang out with and what he did is he was like you know what i'm gonna accept this i'm gonna take this and i'm just gonna do something for myself and he ended up feeling like very satisfied by the end of it. Yeah. Instead I'd of also rather produce or make my own entertainment. Yeah, but exactly. Being because entertained is just so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's easier. But if you think about it, because we are constantly like st- looking for these stimuli, we actually stop producing ourselves. Yeah, way way too much. Yeah, like, because our brains are ridiculous. constantly bu- like busy processing, uh, processing everything we hear when we put on our headphones, processing everything we see. You know, because we always put it on, that it doesn't actually have time to think about. You know, to think creatively, but to also think about what you actually want to do. Yeah, I mean, we're in the academy, and making is the most wonderful thing I can exactly. do. But and when you make something, you feel so satisfied, but because you're constantly like consuming, you stop making. Is the is the thing? Yeah, the time gets gets filled up with yeah. just using. Um, yeah, and it's also I read this um, piece about this woman who 
um, did not have like internet at home and she didn't have like cable TV either. Wait, is that still a thing, cable TV? Or is that just like a weird... Well, anyway, she didn't have TV. She didn't have internet. And so she noticed that because she didn't have any of these stimuli, she actually started to think like, wait, so what do I actually want to do now? Which leads back to the intent thing. So she started doing things with intent. She started choosing, this is what I want to do. And after that, she she, uh, deleted her Netflix uh, subscription and she got like a, a Cineville card. You know, mm. so you can go to the cinema and use intent to do things you actually want to do. And also when you don't have these stimuli, it, uh, it's how they say that boredom leads to creativity. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. so like if you it's... don't are not constantly stimulating your brains, you get more creative. There, uh, there's You talked about Carl Newport with his um, detox from media method. And he also talks about deep work versus shallow work, um, wherein deep work is defined as a professional activity performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that pushes your cognitive capabilities to their limit, um, which means that you're just very concentrated, focusing on something. And he states that during the circumstances we're living, uh, this deep work is getting increasingly less yeah yeah um, because we are constantly distracting ourselves so it's impossible to focus on a real thing um yeah most of the things we do is is shallow work and this in itself is uh, not great because you need to like train your skills to be able to just still execute them like things are concentration get less and less uh, trained, exercised, uh, which is actually much more concerning than it sounds at first sight. (laughs) So I think because um, we have six minutes left and we have a song that's five minutes long that we would like to finish this segment with. (laughs) So I think we have to round it up. And I think that in conclusion, I would just like to say that, well, just as maybe advice is that just be aware of that this is actually happening, that you're constantly being stimulated. Um, and be aware of what you actually want to do. You know, be aware of this thing that's digital minimalism that you could actually be doing. Be aware that when you do look for social stimuli, that this is also, uh, you know, a form of distraction. Just be aware that we are, as people, constantly looking for distractions and that this is not always a good thing. So I think, do you have anything to add to that? I think that might be the conclusion. Um, Well, maybe put your phone on gray sales. Just like me. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that would solve every single problem. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Let's get it with this song. Oh, by the way, this song is called um, Theme from Failure, number one. Oh no, part one. And it's by The Guest, and you can find it on SoundCloud.
started trending. I read back my love letters to southeastern French villages and knew that I was really just writing about you. I was so busy trying to understand who I was that I forgot my dog's birthday. I'm sorry, Dylan. I woke up every day and had to re-remember all that had been taken from me, like a whole of Groundhog Day combined with just the second half of 51st Dates. And in one moment, I never felt more like I wanted to die in my life. And in the next moment, I never felt more like I needed to try in my life. To be who I knew I could be. To be an outrageous rock and roll icon. To be a masterful lover. To be the best dressed guy in this shortage venue. To be on the cover of So Young magazine in collage 